So here we are with another Q&A with Dr. J. And this week we're looking at a big question that I get asked a lot is the fundamental thing, how to enroll more clients. We're looking at how to position your consulting services and what to focus on in your mind when you're talking to potential clients. Welcome to the Leverage Business Podcast, where we believe business success is about working smarter, not harder. Leveraging your time and expertise in ways that fit the digital age you and your clients live in today. I'm your host, Jay Allison, author of Leverage Consulting in the Digital Age and founder of the iSuccess Business Academy. And every week I'll be sharing insights into how you can apply the power of leverage to grow your consulting, coaching or other expert services business and create true freedom and independent success with mindset, marketing and money model breakthroughs. Because when you get leveraged, the sky's the limit. Let's go for it. Welcome to another Q&A with Dr. J. With me, Jay Allison, otherwise known as Dr. Jacqueline Allison Dempster. This week, we're going to be diving into one of the questions I get probably asked the most, at least at the beginning of our strategy conversation. And that is how to enroll more clients. Um, when I'm doing work for nonprofit organizations, the question is how to enroll more students. So it's the same kind of question packaged in different ways. Is how to attract people into your business who are willing to buy from you. And that means you have to sell to them. To some extent, there is a sales transaction. And it's the thing that most of us find the most difficult. Um, you know, we love talking to prospective clients about how we can help them. But then when it comes to actually making the offer, sometimes it's the most uncomfortable bit. Um, and it doesn't have to be. And here's how I think um, the answer to that question can start. Start you on a better track of, of how you think about sales and selling your services or products. And I think the more high ticket what you sell is, the more uncomfortable you tend to feel. So um, it's definitely something that's in your mind um, and thinking about, you know, what you sell in terms of your own perceived value of what you do and your own belief in the results that you can help people to get and the outcome that you deliver for people. So we're going to start a little bit with mindset because, I mean, there are undoubtedly 1,001 ways to enroll clients online and offline, but you can't just grab a tactic off the shelf. I remember um, reading something that was about, well, there's 30 ways that you can find new clients, but, um, you know, there's not one single way. So it's really finding what's the right fit for you. And really, you have to look at the goal strategically. And that's what's going to help you choose two to three tactical things that actually are going to work for you and are going to feel right for your business. You can't just grab a tactic off the shelf and run with it if the rest of your business isn't aligned to the ideal clients you're looking to attract. So the question how to enroll more consulting clients or students or whatever, whoever it is you're trying to attract into your business, um, it's, it's kind of the right question, but I answer it in a in a reverse engineered kind of way. Um, it's the same whether it's coaching clients, therapy clients, any kind of client-based service business. 
for many consultants, finding clients is a constant uphill struggle. It's something you're like, oh, here we go round the round and out again. And finding great clients willing to pay what you're worth is an even bigger challenge. Um, but in my experience, it, it's in it's it's a mindset thing more than a a money thing or a pricing thing um, per se. For instance, I'm good at what I do and my offer isn't that unique, but I've learned a lot about marketing and sales in my time. And I've been supporting myself as a full-time consultant and mentor for 13 plus years. So I've seen what works and what creates frustration and stress from working hard with no gain. The good news though is Although there's no magic trick or sort of clever ad that you need to run to enroll consulting clients, even high-end clients, despite what you might see on LinkedIn or or Facebook or whatever as to this is the thing you have to do. Um, The secret to success in my experience is actually absurdly simple, but it's a distinct shift from perhaps what you've probably been doing or what you've been taught and what 90% of struggling consultants and coaches are doing. And just to say up front, I'm not going to tell you it's running Facebook groups, webinars, live streaming, videos, podcasting even, or some new mystical method. Any or all of those are tactics you might choose to do. And they only work really if you focus your offer on the most powerful thing, regardless of the vehicle or the tactic. And this is what it is. Successful consultants are not selling services and products. They're actually selling a desire, an outcome, a result for people. And as soon as you start thinking about that, it becomes a whole different conversation. So I wanted to give you um, three rules, if you like, and it's the kind of thing that I would do to answer the question, how to enroll more clients. Um, So these three rules, I would say, if you keep on the straight and narrow with this, then you will enroll more clients because you're going to become more results focused rather than service focused. It's similar to focusing on benefits, not features, which you often get when you dive into copywriting techniques. Um, but it goes a bit beyond that um, because it's it's really about the starting point in your mind rather than necessarily just the message. So let's go through these three rules. I call them rules, but ah, they're not really rules, more guidelines. Um, so number one, which harks to the title of the podcast, is successful consultants don't sell consulting services. I realize you probably won't believe that because you know or see plenty of consultants and coaches who have plenty of clients, right? So stay with me. You see, I hear many of you saying you can't get consulting clients. And a few years ago, I was at a marketing event and around the lunch buffet, some of us were talking about our business and how to get clients, traditional way or online, because they know I'm a kind of really into the digital space. And either way, not much was working for these consultants and coaches. And I'm sort of standing there and listening. One consultant was saying he spent a fortune on breakfast meeting memberships and newspaper ads and nothing worked. So he'd wasted a lot of money and a lot of his time and he was fed up getting up early. Um, There was another wellness coach I remember. A lady kept saying she, she was struggling to get people to hire her, even though she knew they needed her help. So there's something in there about the message not quite matching with her target 
market as her target audience, perhaps. And more recently, an amazingly enthusiastic online marketing strategy consultant was bemoaning how much Facebook ads were costing. So obviously the cost per click has to be profitable. So that was something that, you know, you don't complain how much your Facebook ads cost if you're making back three times what you're spending, for example. Um, and remarkably, a social media consultant admitted she was wasting so much time putting out great content and none of it was helping her get high end coaching clients. So again, about not just about how much money you spend, say, on ads, but also about how much time you're spending on the different activities. And one of the things that I really focus on um, in evaluating profitability and productivity, for example, is the return on investment. You know, it's about what you're getting for the time that you're spending on certain activities. But what was interesting here was the was the mindset, because most of them blamed the fact that there were so many independent consultants and coaches out there in the digital arena nowadays, and it was hard to get noticed That certainly would be a great topic for another time. And we'll focus on that in future episodes about visibility and differentiation in the marketplace. Others were complaining that times were hard and no one was buying consulting or coaching these days. And indeed, that's true. You can't dispute that. Certainly at the moment, um, everything's shifting. And there's other things that I've written about, which is around whether you push or you pivot, for example. And I talked about this in episode two um, quite early on because it's an important um, principle really in today's times of change. But it was a case of blame, blame, excuses, excuses, rather than taking control and thinking about, well, what am I going to do about this? And it's easy to fall into that trap because it's not easy. And I'm sure uh, you can relate just as I can um, that things don't feel like they're in your control. Um, but I was actually, I mean, I was, this was way before COVID sort of struck us all. Um, but I, at that time, I, I was really shocked and upset for these people because especially the social media consultant, because I just signed up a 10K client at that time who came from Facebook, not an ad, actually just from a personal connection. And it harks to the episode three that I did with Andy Laparta because building those professional networks and those nurturing those professional relationships, um, it's not necessarily going to come back to you immediately, um, but it can return and circle back to you over time. Um, so I mostly get clients through LinkedIn, I have to say. So it was quite a surprise to to have that come through Facebook. And it just made me do far more on my personal page, for example, than I've done in the past. So I knew people were definitely buying consulting. So I, I sort of thought there's something else going on here. And I feel the, the reason successful consultants manage to get clients is not because their services are better or they're more established or they're, they have some secret tactic. It's because their offer is better. Their credibility is better. Even with poor copywriting and a small network or following, those consultants will get clients because their brand and messaging is totally aligned to what their audience cares about most and what they're looking for. What they offer is really matching the specific problem someone's walking around with. And so it's top of mind for their ideal clients right now. Successful consultants are 
able to adapt and they're able to tune in to what's topical in the marketplace that they can help people with. And then the sooner you can get your one core concept dialed back in, the sooner you can get to work on creating content and offers that target a specific type of client you're looking to attract. And once that magnetism goes to work for you, you'll see a change in your call to action and more people taking you up on your offer. With a strong and specific focus, things get very straightforward. Your whole marketing funnel, your sales pages and your presentations are then geared to that one thing. It's clear, it's targeted and it's positioned for success in getting consulting clients. Okay, let's move then from number one, which was about successful consultants don't sell consulting services. They align with the specific problem and it's a message market match thing going on. Number two in our three rules is consulting services are the means to the end. So it kind of follows on from the first one. So just take a look at a few consulting websites and you'll notice that 95% of firms are all about themselves. Yeah, their areas of expertise are listed, almost the CVs of their of their main consultants are listed and their services and the features of how they how they work with clients might be might be might be uh, listed as well. In the coaching space, you'll see people listing all the things the client gets. Uh, They get weekly calls, they get bonus recordings, they get private Facebook group, blah, blah, blah. And it's just you see it all the time. It's like a, a some kind of blueprint that somebody gave them. Um, but really, the, the only thing people are interested in is getting from A to B and eventually from B to Z, from B to Z, as we say in the UK. And they're looking for you to give them the roadmap. I use that word a lot, uh, blueprint, roadmap, uh, path, success path. Um, if you show them what you do and how you do it, it, it it'll get them a specific result, but they need to see it for themselves. They need to see how they can progress from where they are right now to where they need to be. They need to sort of understand the possibilities and why what you offer will help them get there. So instead of saying, I help professional service providers get consulting clients so that they can X, Y, Z, and I do that by giving you 10 webinars, 20 templates, and meeting with you weekly, Um, You might say, I help professional service providers get consulting clients so that they can X, Y, Z. And I do that by taking you through a proven step-by-step system. People love steps. They like to know that it's manageable. And uh, I, I say the roadmap thing works really well for me. And I know that it's been a great way to help people see the path in front of them. So, of course, you're still offering people your consulting services in one form or another. Um, So this is really just a a mindset thing of like, well, what is it that people come to the table with? Um, Successful consultants really focus their marketing and sales on the potential clients and what they need rather than on themselves and what they do or deliver. That's that's a definite starting point is thinking about the the end in sight for the client um, rather than necessarily the means that you use to get them there. So the step-by-step helps them to sort of see that it's manageable, that it's feasible, that it's achievable for them. Um, and also that you have a process, um, that it's not like a hope and a prayer that, you know, maybe this person is so fantastic. They've got amazing testimonials, um, but people actually want to see something tangible. 
If you set your mindset on how you help and what's in it for them, not what's in it for you, you'll already be way ahead of the game compared to most other consultants. That's definitely been my experience. Um, it's noticeable. Once you're aware of, of the difference, it's very noticeable. When your offer aligns with something your ideal client cares about or that helps them with a problem they need solving, you're going to attract way more interest than when you're trying to sell people on you your services or, or your expertise. As the old saying goes, put that in your pipe and smoke it because that smoke signal, see what I did there, is like a magnet to the right client. Let's go back for a minute to my example of the 10K client above that I got that I got from Facebook. Admittedly, this was someone I'd worked with in the past and we had remained friends on Facebook. So there was a bit of no like trust in there for good measure. But what was great is that they circled back and they were asking me to help them actually with something quite different to what they knew me for originally when I was working with them um, back in time. And that was strategic marketing for for recruitment, actually, for recruitment and signups for their new service. And that's nothing to do with what I was doing, you know, back when I was uh, working with them, which was around e-learning. And I did program evaluations for them. And she'd seen my website and a few posts about marketing and process improvement and wondered <laughs> if I could help with their enrollment process to get more signups into two new support services. So we organized an exploratory call and that was that was it. You know, there was the trust was already there. The um, this is what I can do for you. These are the steps that we would take that I would take you through. Um, and it was very tangible. So the point. The point here is to illustrate that she approached me. I didn't sell her my consulting services, but on that exploratory call, there was a transaction taking place. There was a decision taking place on the part of of her as as the potential client about whether or not I was someone that could help them. So my messaging was clear enough that they saw what I offered was a good fit for what they needed. We had that initial kind of discovery call, if you like, uh, to see if it was going to be a, a fit, um, even more so. And it was on Zoom and within a month, because um, the wheels turned slower in the public sector, I had a new 10K client contract. I hadn't spent a penny on advertising or going to meetings. It was pure attraction marketing and it built on all of the other content marketing and visibility and I talked about earlier and positioning that um, is really what brought that person in, not ads or lots and lots of lives and stuff like that it's just really planting planting seeds um and using some real keywords um just to sort of make that connection to reconnect if you like so people need to see your offer that's for sure and they need to immediately kind of get a sense that it's what they need and want and they often tell other people about you before they even start working with you um Finding a solution when you need it most is a very powerful experience that you want to share with others. Um, so, you know, you often see people say, oh, I just started working with this great coach and she's helping me to do X, Y, Z. And it's a great experience so far. Uh, and they share it. They share it willingly. So don't underestimate the power of those those little interactions and that those little connections that people are making all the time. And be very true to your message, you know, so it should permeate everything that you do and say. 
um, in terms of the concept of what you're about. I think people get confused when, um, and I think I was like this to start with, my message was just all over the place. I did so many different things. And as soon as you bring it back into a core concept about how you can help people, it's not about one tactic that you help people with. I, I know some people market on a specific method of marketing, for example. Um, so they're the membership site guy or they're the Facebook groups person. Um, but it's actually about the problem. It's actually about focusing on the problem. And that for me was strategic marketing and business growth. So two problems, but connected. Um, and as soon as I started focusing on that, um, I was drawing a lot more people into my world and becoming the sort of go-to person for strategy um, for for business, for growing a business particularly. Okay, so number three in our set of rules stroke guidelines, people don't buy the vehicle, they buy the destination. So again, it sort of harks to what we've been saying about although you're giving them um, a step-by-step, which you might think is the vehicle, it's actually the destination that's really the thing they're latching onto. But what they need to know is that they can uh, get there um, in the way that they need to get there. So the the vehicle is feasible. So the step-by-steps have to be um, manageable for them. So it's the vehicle in that respect, but it's the destination they want to get to really. So that's the thing to focus on. And I learned, I learned this phrase, you know, uh, people don't buy the vehicle, they buy the destination. Or they don't buy the plane, they buy the destination. That's from Lisa Sasevich, the queen of sales. And I wrote about it in my book because it's such an important concept to grasp if you want your marketing to lead you to being able to more easily and gracefully, if you like, enroll clients. So again, we're, we're talking about focusing on the solution to the problem people are walking around with. And the reason why this is important is this. Competition in most Every industry has never been fiercer. I think we can all testify to that. And in the digital age, tech-savvy businesses are increasingly using direct marketing and sales approaches. It's all around us. And there are even new people are, are enjoying extraordinary ease of entry into the marketplace. So it feels like the competition is, is kind of growing up um, around us and maybe we need to have a stronger message or fight harder or whatever it is it feels like you're on the back foot and really you want to be on the front foot you want to be front of the race so I mean people are lacing their websites and social media with very compelling customer focused and socially conscious brand stories and I think that's where the answer lies in a way sometimes starting from scratch can be easier than when you're trying to pivot or or reframe somehow it's it's like starting with a fresh uh, piece of paper in in many ways and another thing that people are doing that i've noticed is they're leading with low-end offers to pull in high-end clients uh, I, I wrote a blog article about this uh, a while back because um, things like tiny offers or low-cost sales um, they're, they're becoming like the the easy way for people to get um, to get a sale and a proportion of those will then buy your your upsell, your higher end product. But are you really attracting the clients that you want, the clients that are only going to do business with you if you've got something like for $37 on the front end? Um, 
and maybe it takes the pressure off having to position yourself because it's like a demonstration you know you're demonstrating that you're providing something of value and and usefulness and if they benefit from that then maybe they'll go on to get something else Um, and certainly there's some really good products that are being sold for 37 dollars which i think you know are easily 500 dollar products um so grab them yeah absolutely grab them um and if, if those people are you know likely to help you with the next step then keep going keep going up their value ladder um but if you're looking to pull in high end clients i'm i'm not yet convinced that it's the right strategy to be perfectly fair i think really the best strategy is to have a conversation um is to really help them through human interaction rather than a, a product or a set of templates or something else like that. Um, consulting is really no longer just for the big companies. Um, it's also for the little people. Maybe you don't call it consulting. Maybe you call it business coaching. Um, but having that coach, having that person help you think about the journey, think about where you are now and where you want to get to, so that destination, and helping you think about what will get you there the fastest. That is a conversation. You you can't teach somebody that. It's a dialogue. Um, I'd like to think that that consultative sales, maybe if you're going to use a, an expression, it it doesn't just work for consultants and coaches. I mean, if you've been around the internet a bit, you'll have seen that it's all about attraction marketing and building relationships. Um, so what that does in quite a short space of time, you know, like 30 minutes is, is perfectly enough to immediately get some rapport, to frame the problem the person has, to look at the possibilities, look at the options, and to think about how you might work together and whether or not it's a personality fit as well as a as a methodology fit. Because it's not a tactic that someone's looking for. They might go, come come to the table with that in mind. They might think, well, I want to write a book or I, I want to build a membership site. Can you help me with that? Um, but I always take them back to, well, what makes you think that that's the thing that you need to do? Um, someone once said to me, and I was quite upset with him at the time. Um, you know, it's, it's like someone sold you on the idea of, of writing a book or, or building a site. And I just thought, well, yes, they did and they didn't. And I'm not sure whether I've done everything in the right order. And certainly some of the concept that I have around the leverage business has been slow to land with people. Um, but I had a strategy. I had a, a direction of travel. I had a step by step. Maybe my steps should have been in a better order. Who knows? You know, that's the power of hindsight. Um, but, you know, you can't simply say to someone, I'm a business consultant. I use X method to help improve your business. It's, it's not a one size fits all. Um, and if that worked for you to get playing clients month in, month out, we'd all be six or seven figure earners with, with thriving businesses, right? So there's a missing element um, in here. What I feel the people who are struggling to get consulting clients or coaching clients, uh, what they're doing wrong, I think, is they're trying to do what everyone else is doing. And I've been in that space as well. And they're selling services not solutions, not everyone, not everyone, 
But a lot of the time, they're selling a particular tactic or they're selling a method. Um, they're selling one shiny object and we all go chasing after them. Um, and you just need to stop. Just stop doing that. Stop investing time, money, um, energy into what you think is going to be a silver bullet because there there isn't one silver bullet. I mean, what you need is to load up with a stream of pretty good bullets <laughs> that's going to help you. You know, sort of sometimes it's a matter of of having layers of things so that you're not relying on one thing for, for starters, but also um, one thing builds upon the next. So, for example, I have a particular model of how of my business plan, if you like. It's right at the front of my book in the preface because that's really what set me um, off doing all of these things and launching different parts of that plan um, has been what I've been doing for the past year and a half and certainly over the six months in, in lockdown. Um, I'm really happy to have got a lot of those things finished off. So I published my book in, in June. I launched my podcast in October or nearly November and my academy will reopen in December. It might be January. Um, I just got a, landed another big contractor. So, you know, it's pretty flexible for me, um, but it's, it's ongoing. It's layered. Um, so you can look at that model if you, if you, I think it actually might be in the look inside on if you go to Amazon, you can actually see it for free. Um, but that that's the kind of thing that I work with people on is to layer up, is to see getting consulting clients, getting coaching clients, not as a single thing that you that you do, but you're building up constantly your content, your credibility, um, your authority, and you're attracting people indirectly in many ways, as well as more directly through more direct tactics. But you see it as a whole concept, as a whole um, set of milestones, if you like, towards your destination. And for me, it's, it's that strategy. It's that big picture that is missing from so many people's client acquisition um, approaches. And it starts when you learn how to elicit the real underlying needs of a person's goal or problem that they want solved and help them see the gap from their current situation to the desired future situation. Uh, you'll, you'll definitely operate head and shoulders above the competition. Now, how you do that, whether it's through teaching, um, whether it's through writing a book, whether it's through mini courses or templates in a membership site, that's entirely up to you. But first focus on getting the concept really, really dialed in. And the upshot is that for both you and your prospect is you'll find the whole client enrollment conversation goes in a much more positive and customer focused direction because you're you're both focused on solving that problem and getting from A to, to Z. And quite frankly, it just feels nicer and less salesy for both parties. So my advice overall is to get good at matching a realistic solution to the problem that's holding people back from what they most desire. And you, you then become the hunted, not the hunter. You become known for that, for that one skill, for that one thing that you do well. 
So if you do get the book, then look into chapter five, section two um, in Leverage Consulting in the Digital Age, because the key thing with any offer, and this is what I deal with in that in that section, is what's called message market match. And what your target market most desire becomes your niche. Your niche idea can start from broad notions such as success, growth, friendship, relationship, and drill down into very specific benefits and outcomes such as uh, clear skin, a healthy body, organized inbox, uh, leads from LinkedIn. I mean, you get the idea. So you're starting from something broad, which for me is strategic marketing for business growth. And I then look at ways in which um, people might be a fit for certain methodologies, if you like. So you, you can't do it the other way around. It doesn't, it doesn't work. You can't guarantee results if you start with the methodology and then, you know, like LinkedIn leads or write a book and then work backwards the strategy. You've got to, you've got to start with strategy. So the vehicle to get someone to the destination is how I deliver it. Uh, clients want to know, of course, what the vehicle is at some point, but really they, they want someone that's going to help them with strategy. They want someone that's help, going to help them see the path from the now to the desired end result. So you have to sell them on the trip, basically, <laughs> on taking the trip with you as well. Okay, so finally, what I'd like to look at is the golden rule. In, in the world of marketing, um, there's increasing competition. I think we can all agree to that. And specificity, for me, is the golden rule. The more specific you are about the end destination you deliver for your client, the more clients you will get. Now, my specific golden destination is that you will get a strategy for success that's personal to you. That's it. So it's like a personal roadmap. So the steps to the destination might be very different for you. And the destination is, is your choice. It's what you view as success, what success means to you. It's, it's quite simple. It sounds broad, but actually it's one of the things that I find people are missing most. And when I say it to them, they go, yes, that's what I need. That's what I'm missing. So that the more specific you are about the end destination you deliver, the more clients you'll get. It's actually really important. So that's why I'm repeating it. Specificity is the absolute number one rule in marketing. So in my business, I've got my strategy towards success, but I'm then become even more specific. And I'm talking about success in terms of work-life balance, in terms of reach and revenue. I'm talking about it in very specific terms of what I deliver, what I help people get to. And it's true that different people will latch on to different parts of, of that sort of set of bullet points, if you like. So for some people, it's about freedom. That's the thing that will get them. And other people, it's about make more money, you know. And it's interesting because um, I did a bit of research a while back when it was talking about copywriting and talking about enrollment conversations as well. And they were talking about triggers, uh, about the, the sort of behavioral psychology or just the psychology of it. And um, what I really liked was it boiled down to four things. And that was what people are driven by in terms of making decisions. And that was um, ego, uh, love, nurturing, or giving back to society. 
how simple is that? I mean, we probably have a dominant one and it might change at different parts of different stages of our life. But quite often you can start to, through your questioning, when you start sort of probing and drilling down into the real reason why somebody wants an outcome, why they want to get to some specific solution, um, it usually boils down to one of those four things. The more you know that about your prospects and the more you understand your audience in general, the more you can then build that sort of backwards into your original copy and attract the the right kind of people. They might have different reasons for coming in, is what I'm saying, but they're driven by different things, but they all want the same outcome. Does that make sense? Now, that, that way of diving in was called laddering, and I wrote about it in a blog post. Actually, I've just looked it up and added this into the audio. It was July 2015. Um, the title of the post was Enroll More Clients with a Simple Laddering Conversation. And it was really very powerful. So I definitely would love it if you would dive into that um, article because I think it's really going to help you with your enrollment conversations. So getting back then, specificity um, as the number one, the golden rule in marketing. Um, as I as I started to apply the the niche down rule in my own business over the last few years, really, and certainly over the last year, just over a year, my client work has become way more streamlined and so much easier to deliver. My income's become more consistent, and so it's easier to rely on. A um, bit of a blip, I have to say, over the COVID period, um, where a lot of my clients are in the nonprofit sector, um, for example, education. So they were in a bit of a quandary as to what to focus on. So some of my projects got put back. Um, my, but my, I think was what was good was my sense of purpose became really much more profound because um, I'd gone through a period um, a while ago of not really quite knowing what I was all about anymore. And, and that kind of coupled with or caused a, a, a drop really in my mojo. And I've always been about energy, um, having lots of energy. Um, so as soon as you find that one thing that you, that you want to focus on and you want to help people with, it's so much easier to to get motivated. It's so much easier to talk about. Um, and you find yourself talking about it. And then you find yourself launching a podcast all about it. So, you know, really, it does drive you, it drives your business. And it that focusing is very obvious, I think, to people. And they're much more attracted to you because you're, you're clear and confident about what it is you do. So finding my groove and being able to get consulting clients, I reached um, a plateau at one point. I mean, there's only so many projects that I could take on in any given week or month. And that's why I've always been about leverage. I've always had a plan to take my business to new levels and to increase my my reach and to increase my, my, my revenue and to be able to get to that new income level. And next income level, business growth is something that I touched on in episode six and something that we'll definitely keep coming back to because I think it's so important. So I began a while back now repurposing my expertise into a book and then into a online group program and I then set up a Facebook group which is not really my my vehicle 
um, at least not yet. Uh, and particularly this podcast, which I was really, really quite keen to get off the ground this this summer. Um, it's just been phenomenal. Um, so it all leads into my one offer, really, which is membership. Um, and part of my my signature program is within the membership. And so it's about giving my clients the continuous support and myself a recurring income. And that's what it's all about, really. So I hope this has been useful to look at what you're focusing on in terms of when you have those selling conversations um, or even when you backtrack into your marketing copy is to think about the end goal of your potential clients rather than all the things that you can do for them as a consultant or a coach. And I think you'll find you'll have a much clearer pathway to getting a yes and getting more people to sign up with you because they're clear and they feel your confidence in, in the result that you want for them. So that's it for this week. And I look forward to tackling another leveraged business challenge as we go into next week. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Leverage Business Podcast. Want to create leverage in your business? Did this episode provide some insights and ideas to be thinking through? If so, subscribe so you get alerts when the next one's released. If you want to learn more or would like help and support with building a leveraged business that achieves true freedom for you, then head over to jallison.com forward slash podcast to find all the resources and links that go with this show on my website and to join our iSuccess community. And if you're enjoying our content, it would be great if you could pop into Apple Podcasts or the app you listen from and leave me a rating and review. Everyone makes a difference to improving our rankings. So thank you if you've done that already. I appreciate you. So hey, that's it. Thank you for listening. I hope you've loved this episode and have some great takeaways to be thinking through. I wish you a pleasant, productive and profitable week. And I'll see you again next time for another episode of the Leverage Business Podcast.